Welcome to Elite Week, episode 55, Year in Review, Galactic Water Cooler Podcast. Oh boy, this is going to be a little different this this week. Um, We took last week off for Christmas because it was Christmas Day, and yeah, that's just how that shit rolled. As far as this week goes... We're going to do something a little different. It is New Year's Day. It is the first day of 2021 or 3307. And I wanted to get it started by rickrolling the entire audience just because that's how we do shit here. Uh, There is another bottle gone. So let's, uh, let's start the show. With me, as always, is my co-pilot the canadian with the mostest say hello to the boys and girls roy happy new year 
Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Happy New Year. Oh, I think Roy's still muted. Let me... Mm. All right. Try again, Roy. Happy New Year, everyone. Glad you're here with us. To kick there it you off. go. There you go. I'm seeing your little thing moving on the mixer. So, uh, so for those of you who have listened to the show before, uh, let me just explain that I am taking over the reins as the producer of the show from Arson for the first time this week. Arson will be still with us from time to time, like half the shows or whatever, but not every show because he's had some changes in his life circumstances that have made it such that he cannot commit to every Friday. So if you are a person that is tech savvy, and I mean in any way, because I am not at all, uh, and want to take over as the producer of Elite Week, hit me up in the Discord because we can work something out. I will pay you in Pokemon cards or sexual favors or something. But, but uh, yeah, we need a, a producer because I'm doing it now. And I think everyone on the stream can tell you that uh, that's suboptimal. Also with us tonight is Tweet. Say hello, Tweet. Happy 3307, everybody. I hope the new year has kicked off to a great start for you guys. Absolutely. And it's suddenly occurring to me that my whole shtick of like showing up drunk and doing the show, it's less good when you're actually in charge of the tech <laughs> portion of it. Uh, also with us tonight is Arson Cross. Now, I want to say before he says a word, I want to say, Arson, I love you, man. You do the tech shit for the Discord. You have quietly suffered as the tech guy for the the show and done all of this prep work and setting up stuff and whatever. And then as soon as it came time, like you're like, okay, I cannot commit to being here every week because my job, job situation and life situation just changed. I was like, okay, we're going to scale back everything and make this just a casual talk show. <laughs> but Arson, say hi to the beautiful people. Hello, everyone. I expect either sexual favors and payment or girly giggles for the time that come. Uh, I can give you the giggles. I can't give you the sexual favors. Um, That's okay. I, I'm sorry. I, I, girly giggles are a very high gap value. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So this is the whole crew. We're doing a little bit of a different show tonight. I'm going to take just one second to kind of like do a two minute, three minute sort of intro whatever normal week news stuff because you know we're your place for all of the news but this year's a fireside this this week is a fireside chat of talking about like hey what do we think of 2020 what do we think is coming in 2021 how do we feel about things this is a sort of big picture thing and i feel like we need to sort of address just the nitty-gritty of the last two weeks fast so <clears throat> right now is sort of a lull in elite dangerous as far as just you know there's no cgs there's no whatever it's the christmas break it's the christmas slash new year's break next week i fully expect things to be happening and the world to be alive and vibrant and whatever continuing with the whole galaxy is moving and thing so 
there's some things happening out there. No, I, yes, I, I, uh, I'm just about to say that part. So real quick, here is the things that are actually happening in the universe. Number one, a ton of Lacon ships are on sale. Um, I think until, I don't know, I think just for a couple more days. Oh, it might have just ended. And number yeah. two, some core dynamics ships were on sale. And again, it might have just ended. But more importantly, number three, engineering shit is sort of on sale until January 7th. The engineers are sort of trying to get your uh, like support by giving you cheap engineering. Basically, just to, to sum it up in, a, in, in the TLDR is engineering is half the cost. You're not going to get engineering extra good. It's not going to be better than it would be any other time, but it's going to cost you half the mats to go from an absolutely naked zero engineered module to a tier five max module. It's basically somewhere around half the cost. Um, so it's awesome until January 7th. Get in on that. That was a thing. And it was super smart of Frontier to do. They said like, hey, we're going to give our guys and God love David Braben for saying like, hey man, we're going to give our guys a week or, or sorry, a two week break for Christmas. I love a company that actually takes care of their people. That's fucking, that's to be saluted and uh, appreciated. And in, in, a, in, a, in a tech world where developers like work their people to like insanity levels i i love the fact that this guy takes care of his people so while they were giving their people a two-week break they did a couple of things and one of the things was set up cheap ships to buy and cheap engineering to engineer those ships that you just bought so that's beautiful in addition to that there have been a couple of things that have happened in the world news-wise. First off, for those who haven't been paying attention, on the anti-Xeno side, you know, I thought at Halloween was going to be the big AX, you know, dun-dun-dun, they return. It didn't happen. But it happened just a couple of days ago. And... Nine systems, some in the Colsack, some in Witchhead, are under attack. And these are all Alliance sort of systems that are being hit hard. The The anti-Xeno threat has returned. And goddamn, you know, I know there's so many people. First off, the AXI is, of course, the premier anti-Xeno community, you know, whatever. And, and uh, I love them. I love Amgram. I love Avasu. I love, you know, my friends at the AXI. But um, in addition to that, I have much love for my brothers in the hand. This is plucking little group of guys that are just doing crazy shit. And there was just recently a guy that took on a Hydra uh, and posted a video in the AX channel of Elite Week discord that you know he he you know did another hydra kill and posted the video in the whole nine yards and like that is a huge achievement so all of these ax guys whether it is the hand or the axi or uh the 
Uh, what's the other one? Hand XI. I I can't. The hive in in those groups. Like yeah, man, these guys have been suffering for a while with the drought of content, and it's back. Operation Ida, whose job, whose main sort of gameplay loop that they enjoy is is like defending humanity by repairing the stations. There are nine systems in a tank right now between the coal sack and, and the uh, uh, witch head. So like these guys have had a lot of opportunities to, well now in a group of areas, this is a, this isn't sort of like the normal attack. The normal attack back in the day was like three or four systems getting attacked. Now it's nine systems in two separate regions being attacked. So all of our AX brethren have gameplay. Congratulations. Welcome to 3307. All of our Operation Ida brothers and our, um, the what are those guys? The disaster relief guys. Those guys are awesome too. They have something to do. I'm sure the whole SEALs are getting called. I'm sure, you know, there are so many different groups that have a massive amount of opportunities and, and, and gameplay things going on now. So it's like, Hell yes. You know, Art was telling you guys, trust me, it's coming. He didn't lie. It it came. And I think that the the unprecedented sort of level of this attack shows that like new stuff is going to be different. It's going to be exciting. It's pay attention cuz shit is stepping up a notch. In addition to that, Galnet even just, was it today or yesterday? I mean, just recently dropped a next thing where Pranav Antal, the, the guy from the the weirdo fucking hippie commune group, they like said, hey, we want to set up a summit of the leaders of the sort of, you know, different groups and we want to get together and figure out how we're going to handle this threat and what we're going to do with different issues and whatever and invited uh zach hudson of the federation and arisa Levini duval of the empire and uh edward mahan of the alliance over like say hey let's come talk this stuff out and that seems like a prime target for the NMLA to attack or for anyone with mischievous intent to go at. So like, who knows how that's all going to work out. This is neat stuff happening in this sort of, they scheduled, they pre-scheduled drops and events and things to happen in a very smart way to cover themselves to say like, hey, we're going to give our employees a two week break, but we're going to keep our players, our player base happy with stuff happening during this time. Which is, I I just I I think that's that's awesome, and 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 big salute to that. In addition to that, the Lacon story has been progressing. The whole thing where Lacon is saying nah, thanks, but no to Core Dynamics, who's trying to buy them out, and then now there's some shady shit happening in the background and some instabilities and and whatever, and it's looking like Lacon is more in peril. That Lacon's about to go. There are people, there are foxes in the hen house that are sort of 
doing their work and shit's about it, it it's looking more and more like they're not going to have an option it, it i could be wrong and things could change but the way it's looking right now i'm thinking core dynamics is taking over lacon which is going to lead to a couple of different interesting possibilities number one the merger of core dynamics and lacon bring about all kinds of possibilities of like what other srvs are we going to get it seems like lacon would be the perfect people to make trucker or dump truck or 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 different kinds of srvs and lacon would be the perfect people lacon and core dynamics merge together what are lacon known for hauling what are core dynamics known for you know sort of big you know massive ships put the two together what do you get panther clipper don't tell anyone i said that you know wow um in addition to that you know in i think it was ffe in frontier first encounters there was a very famous sort of shipbuilder that represented the alliance that was triple a there was the i forget the name it was like alliance i don't know but they had their own shipbuilder that was big in the lore and and let's not lose sight of the fact that as far as sort of ships in elite go we are right now not only in the largest drought of like a break between a new ship coming out it's twice as much as the longest time period in elite the last two ships that came they came together they were the uh mamba and the uh crate phantom it's been well over a year since those came i mean well well over a year it's been like 18 months i don't know a long time since those come out before that the longest time we had ever waited before between ships was like the nine six to nine month period and earlier on in the sort of distribution process of of them building up the ships they were coming every couple of months so i honestly feel like between a the long time period between new ships b the fact that there is movement on the on the shipbuilding front of these companies that make these ships and c the realistic fact that we play a flight space flight simulator game where they're about to ask us for a bunch of cash to buy new game and normally the way that you sell that ask any of the guys at star citizen you sell your game on the back of sexy new ships that people are like oh i want to buy this i want to fly that it's it's a no-brainer i think it's coming new ships are coming and so when you see big news events of two of the biggest shipbuilders in the game possibly merging it just seems super super obvious to me that it's like man this is setting up a storyline for new stuff to happen there one way or the other so let's take a minute and i want to bring in the guys we're doing a kind of a different like i said this is the, we're going to go back next week we'll go back to our regular scheduled sort of shows we're going to make some changes on the format we'll talk about that in a little bit but i want to bring in the guys to talk about like okay this week's news as far as ax return and you know the stuff about the engineering and, and, and all that and, and, and the, the part about the new ships and stuff. What do you guys think about all that stuff? Let's start with Arson. 
I know the uh, the AX stuff kind of caught me by surprise, and I haven't been paying a whole lot of attention in the last couple of weeks. Just been too busy to do so. But I saw whispers of conflict zones. Oh yeah, AXCZs are back. A- Not only are AXCZs back, there are multiple different levels of CZs that are back. In that, AXCZ zeros are back. Conflict zone. Threat level zeros are back, which are weird, peculiar ones that have not been seen since like 2016 or some shit, 2017, whatever. Where there, so and 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 those ones are not; those ones are are weird and different. But Canon is tracking them. The AXI are tracking them. I know people are looking into that. Like, okay, what does this mean? Because before that was tied to story stuff. So like, mm, that's different. In addition to that, all the regular CZs are back and the big ones are hitting and, you know, they're not hitting the Pleiades. They're not hitting uh, uh, sort of the older areas. They're hitting the Witch Head and they're hitting the fucking the, 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 the uh, Colsack. Um, so w- did you have more, Arson, that you wanted to say? All right. So Twitch or Tweet. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Can you hear me okay? <laughs> yes. All right, perfect. Yeah, I, I'm excited about the engineering sale, I guess we'd call it, going uh-huh. on until the 7th, because mm-hmm. people are always complaining about the grind it takes to get those materials, and now is a great time. For example, I just uh, engineered a cutter, which hard ships are hungry, hungry, hungry for those mm-hmm. maps when you're engineering. So I figured no better time to do it than now. Mm. that's exciting to me but as you were saying all these uh galnet stories with the the lacon and all the shipbuilders and everything that screams new ships to me and that is an exciting prospect awesome yeah absolutely absolutely and tweet where do you just call it now what do you think i mean for my money i don't think we're getting panther clipper honestly i think we're getting the boa and the gecko. I think we'll we'll get those. I'm I'm super excited. But what do you think, Tweet? I don't know about names or anything, but I do know we are missing an Alliance large ship. We have mm-hmm. the bat. We have the cutter. We don't have an Alliance large. An so Alliance rep grind coming along. Yeah, an Alliance rep ship. All right, very cool. And don't let's let's along those lines. Since you pointed it out that we're missing that Alliance ship, Tweet, let's not lose sight of the fact that. What is the one famous ship that the Alliance are known for from lore that isn't in the game? Mick Turner flew out and explored in a special super-duper extra jump-rangey Alliance ship that was a prototype, a one-of-a-kind, a a one-off when he went out and found the Thargoids back in the day, according to the Elite Dangerous lore. So how would you like to see a super-duper Alliance exploration ship? Oh yeah, bring it. Hell yeah. The more the better. All right. Roy, share us your thoughts with sort of this stuff that's been going on and, and the brilliance of Frontier to sort of set up some busy work for us. I mean, I, I don't want to say that in a negative way. Like it's I'm I'm saying that as a salute to them. They did a smart thing of giving their people time off while giving us stuff that's fun and enjoyable instead of just saying, Ah, we'll be back in a couple weeks, just sit around and do nothing. Yeah, yeah, I like that they gave some, uh, not exactly toys to play with, but some things that I guess make playing with the existing toys easier. Mm-hmm. So that was good. Um, I'm I'm really curious to see how the Thargoid 
invasion is going to ramp up um hard i think it it just dropped right so it's not it's still pretty fresh and uh i don't know i get the sense this isn't just nine stations and then wait for us to fix them and then you know something else happens later this is this is probably i think just the first wave of something that's going to keep increasing i hope so i mean uh, there's uh there was absolutely you know in the in the lore obviously the provocation of trying to terraform an ammonia world they have they've got a a good position, meaning like uh, a good a good reason <laughs> to be upset, oh, good yeah. reason to attack. So it, it would fit if it if it continues to uh, get bigger and bigger. Um, yeah, I, as far as the the ships, um, I yeah, I'd like to see some some ships from the previous you know that that were featured in previous versions of the game that mm-hmm. haven't made it here. Uh, curious to see if we're gonna. You know how that's going to roll out if we're going to see some that are more specialized for air to ground um i think it was mentioned also of maybe there'd be some way to make smaller ships more useful so i'd be happy to see that too absolutely absolutely i i think it's it's super interesting um and going based on the chat there's two things that are coming up that i'm seeing that are interesting the first is you know the idea of like you know, uh, yeah, the, as I said earlier, Thargoids attacked nine stations, which is unprecedented. They've never attacked that many at one time. So, like, this is not, it's not even a matter of, like, okay, we turn it back on. There's a thing for you to do. It's like, this is new. This is different. This is harder than before. And, you know, salute to all of the AX community guys, whether we're talking about the AXI, the Hand, the Hive, you know, Operation Ida on the logistic support side of the AX conflict and whatever, like there's, there's more coming. So you guys are going to have stuff to do as far the other thing that I'm seeing is space mercenary in the chat. I personally would love an Imperial Explorer, even better if it's inspired by some star citizen ships. Like <laughs> we, we just had a situation where star citizens stole the asp nomad. They basically, they made the, 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 what it consolidated outlands nomad, which is basically the asp scout, uh, that, that, and it's like, it would be absolutely just hilarious and trolly for, uh, elite to put out a, a new ship that maybe has a little bit of a resemblance to like uh the the you know the the uh what is it the the star runner the uh you know the the mercury star runner or maybe something that looks a little bit like a a cutty black or something like that could be hilarious but you know whatever i i think they i think they have their own just thing that they're gonna do and i i don't think they're gonna sort of stoop to that level but it it would be hilarious and trolly but so okay that covers sort of the week of you know or 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 the last sort of two weeks of elite as far as the stuff that's going on did i miss anything is there anything that anybody any of you guys on the panel that want to hop in on on for for this this period before we get into our proper year in review Mm, i'm good nope hearing none we shall move on Big drink, everybody. All right. So next up, let's take a second to talk about Elite Week and the changes that are happening with Elite Week. I have heard from some people feedback of things, and I've been thinking some things over, and also there have been some just logistical changes with regard to Arson's not going to be on the show. He's going to be, well, he's going to be on the show, but not like every week doing the tech part. So 
when it comes to like, okay, well, Kai, you got to do it. Like, I am not made for this whole tech shit. So <clears throat> a lot of this stuff is going to be changing as far as how we do what we do. Number one, we were starting to put out some shows that were in the three hour range. And I think that, you know, for certain occasions, having expanded coverage is not a bad thing, but three hours is a lot. I think that eight, number one, I wasn't getting a chance to play Elite Dangerous all that much because I was doing the show like it was a job. And number two, um, it's a situation of, how do I say it? I, I don't think it's a good idea to like put out a three hour plus show. I feel like there's a lot of people that are like, dude, I, I like your show, but like, man, that's a lot to deal with. So we're going to scale it back a little bit. We're going to um, <clears throat> sort of, we might cover something. We're free to cover anything we want at any point. Um, the only thing I won't do is I will not talk about this week's episode of The Expanse. I might talk about last week's. So if you come here and you're, I, but I won't talk about this week, the one that dropped two or three days ago, I'll give you a week solid to give you, you know, so you're safe. But other than that, if a space thing happens or I want to talk about the expanse or whatever, like we're going to keep it open to do sort of whatever we want, including talking about, you know, Star Citizen or anything, just whatever. Like, I don't care. Um, but we're going to scale it sort of back a little bit more so that what I want to, I kind of want to do is I want to put out a show in the 60 to 90 minute range, maybe, maybe, maybe on a week that's a huge Newsweek show, maybe, maybe, maybe two hours, but like at a hard cutoff two hours, like not a minute over and, and definitely not a three hour show. I feel like it'll be better for the people. I feel like you guys are going to enjoy it more if we tighten it up a little bit and kind of cut off some of the excess. So we're looking to make some changes with regard to that. We'll still have Roy stories. I know a lot of people have said like, don't get rid of Roy stories. We're still doing that. We're still going to have, you know, a couple of sections here and there with, with different things, but uh, we're going to pare it back a little bit. In addition to this, there's some things that I think might be a good idea to add to the show <clears throat> that would be not an every week thing, but a sometime thing. And one segment in particular is, I, I think I kind of want to do a calling all commanders. And basically what that means is I'm going to create a channel in the discord that is going to be the, um, uh, you know, on air waiting room or something. And people can go in there and they can uh, message in the Discord uh, what they want to talk about. So, like, if maybe if you want to come on and talk, like, we're going to do the show, we're going to have our discussion bits, and then maybe if we talk about that week, you know, the Pulse Wave Analyzer or AXCZs or, you know, uh, BGS or some, you know, rebalance change and increased payment on... Uh, uh, you know, conflict zones. And you're like, oh, I got a thing that I really want to say on this that I think is interesting and I, uh, whatever. I like the idea of kind of bringing people from the community, commanders in to, to like, you can, uh, you'll let us know. Essentially, hopefully, we'll have a producer at that point. I, I hope it's not me doing it. Um, and like, that person will say, like, hey, Kai, I got this guy that's got an interesting point on this. And I'll say, okay. 
and we'll grab you, we'll pull you into the channel with us, and you can tell us your thoughts and we'll 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 hash it out, we'll talk it out. You could be a part of the panel for a few minutes and you know, kind of share your and express your thoughts and ideas in in uh you know a, a way that you know hopefully will be interesting and compelling and we'll give people the chance to sort of hear from other people as well in in, in addition to just a couple of us and I, i've talked this over with arson i, I the, some of the other guys of the show are just hearing this for the first time and are probably going like wow that's interesting or like whoa that's a dumb idea but whatever it's a thought um so we'll the, the show format's going to change and we're going to you'll you'll see next week it'll be sort of a weekly show of discussion of the news of elite dangerous but more discussion and less sort of prepped up segments of stuff so we'll we'll hopefully you'll like it um so let's get to the actual sort of fireside as far as the year in review 3306 or 2020 in real life has been an interesting year uh for sort of for the world for 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 elite dangerous as well it's been a dumpster fire like 2020 is an absolute dumpster fire of a year in real life and let's be honest 3306 was a dumpster fire of a year for elite dangerous at the beginning of it we were coming out of sort of a big content drought. And for me, it didn't really bother me. I was loving things because I was sort of newer to Elite Dangerous and I had so much goals and things that I needed to work on. But for the old timers, for people that had been playing Elite for a long time, 2019 and 2020 were low points in the game as far as early on. Uh, 2019 in general and early 2020, I think, because they felt like it was a massive content drought. You know, Frontier sort of took a break from doing Galnet and CGs and stuff. Like, they put stuff on pause, and obviously for the reason of they were working on, you know, Odyssey stuff and getting stuff set up, and that's a, you know, I, I get that. I get that. That's an interesting whatever, but where 2020 or 3306 started as a shit year for Elite... Oh my god, they picked up the pace and it's ending strong. Like so while while I think there's a lot of valid criticism and reason to gripe and the whole sort of Yamex crowd and the whatever, there there was reason to gripe in the first half of the year. The second half of the year, man, they've kicked it up and they've kicked it up several notches. Now, I don't want to I I want to address the first half of the year though. I think that with regard to the first half of the year, I hope that they don't... It, it's a choice. What they made, it wasn't like they ignored the game. It wasn't like the game was dead. We can see now from everything that they were doing. But the choice to do it the way that they did it, they allocated their resources, resources such that they put basically the live game experience sort of on hold for a huge chunk of early 2020 to focus on future dev, future development. I very much would like to hope that in the future, you know, cause uh, uh, you know, in 2022, we're gonna be back at the same point where we're looking for sort of the next expansion, the next thing to come. And I, I hope that at that point, they allocate their resources a little differently so that they don't do the same thing that they did here. 
because I would very much like them to make sure that they allocate enough resources for current live game experience of, you know, CGs, Galnet, IIs, whatever, events, things. I, I hope that they allocate their resources such that they keep two separate things going and you know have a team that keeps the live game fun and exciting and alive in the universe vibrant and then has a separate team that's doing future death that's just my personal sort of opinion but let's jump in let's let's start with well first off do you guys does anybody have anything you want to say in response to that my 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 statement there uh, I could certainly riff on that a bit. Go for it. I, I, you know, my my timeline, if you will, within this game started a bit after yours. Um, mm. I actually started playing right as the January patch went out. Mm-hmm. And uh, similarly, had lots of things to do. I had binged on a bunch of videos from, you know, Astro and others and, and was mm. ready uh, straight out of the gate, ready to do a bunch of stuff. And and then dove straight into the the uh, the distant screws expedition a few mm-hmm. weeks after that. So it was kind of a whirlwind. Um, and I do remember in in various uh, content creators and outlets and so forth this sense like people weren't sure how much energy was going to be put into the game in the future. You know, are they kind of harvesting the last bits of revenue from an old game, or is it about to have a new life, or what? And, and their silence certainly didn't help. So I, I can certainly agree that, look, they're not a small company. Then this isn't some indie startup that's only got three guys and they can only do this thing or that thing. It's let it's, me uh, let me hop in know. here real quick to mention the fact that this is a thing that just came out within the last month. Frontier's valuation crossed the one point six billion dollar line. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they're in the big boy club now, and so yeah, I think it's fair to expect um, expect the same kind of you know professionalism and amazing things and great strategies uh, that they've shown in certain parts of how they've rolled things out um, across the board. Like they're a big company now, and they should they got to compete with the big boys, and the, if they're looking for mind share from people that can spend their time on any game. Um, yeah, you know, the, mm-hmm. it, the, the whole thing of them just deciding not to really talk to people for months just seemed weird. Um, I'm glad we're past that. Um, and uh, uh, it'd be interesting to see how they balance the resources going forward because they're obviously going to be changing a lot of things in the game. And some of that's going to require a whole lot of hand holding with fixing bugs and balancing mm-hmm. things and while at the same time keeping us excited about the future. And don't get me wrong, they very, very clearly said, "Hey guys, we're putting everything on hold because we're working on we're working on future development." It's not like they didn't say what they were doing. Everyone said they were well, not everyone. A lot of people were saying they were liars and that the game is in whatever what is it uh, safety? Mo- what's the term for it? Maintenance mode. Is, maintenance mode. The game is in maintenance mode already, and they're just lying to you. And very clearly, they weren't. We can see now with what all that they did with 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 uh, Odyssey. They weren't lying, but it was. I just think that it was not. I think it was a suboptimal choice for them to have no resources allocated to current keeping the game feeling alive. 
Yeah, and and given and I wasn't in the game for this, but hearing about how the September patch had gone previously, Oof, and that was a rough one, <laughs> right? And so I could see how that would erode confidence, and and then hearing stories through again other videos and things in the past, mm. how the old timers are like, yeah, you'll get excited about this, and then when it comes out, it's gonna fall short. Like they, there was a lot of uh, cynicism. Mm. There was, but I think that that cynicism cynicism was sort of earned through a lack of like let's be honest the beyond chapter of you know the after horizons sort of bit of elite dev had some troubles and then it went from that sort of suboptimal situation straight into Nothing like we're putting everything on pause because we're doing this other thing. And I, I, again, I get what they were doing. I just hope in the future they have enough money now. They're a 1.6 plus billion dollar company whose baby, their original product, the thing that brought them to the dance was Elite Dangerous. And I, I hope that when we get to the next dev cycle, the next big upgrade cycle, that it is sort of resources are allocated in a way that allows for it while maintaining love for the current whatever. I hope that we never see Galnet go away again. I hope that we never see CGs or IIs go away again. That doesn't mean that we have to have one every week, all week, for forever and ever and ever. Like, we can have little, you know, a break here of a week or two and whatever, and, like, that's fine. And and I think that Frontier doing it the way that they did it here, where they said, yeah, we got a, a break of a couple weeks where there's no CGs, but in that time there's a sort of big thing for you to focus on with with regard to um <clears throat> engineers and and with regard to uh, building out all kinds of new ships that's a smart way to do it another thing they could do is say hey man for you know we're not going to do give up you know the next time they want to take a couple weeks off or something it doesn't have to be that it's cheap engineering it could be that it's something going on where just passenger missions pay a massive amount or mining somehow pays extra because you know some lore thing that says like ah oh, because of resources we we're building up some new huge thing to deal with the threat of you know alliance versus or, or alliance versus thargoids or empire versus federation or something so we're paying out extra for minerals because we need to build up whatever or it could be there's lots of different things they could do where they find reason to pay you extra for exploration or for mining or for combat or for something and just let people dive into that with a gusto there's there's smart things that they can do there but i just hope that we don't see sort of galnet go away again i really really hope that so is there anybody else that wanted to chime in on on uh, those thoughts before we move into we're going to start with the January patch? Yeah, I kind of would like to, I think. Hop in. I to come at it from a different <laughs> different direction, I think. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I, I used to love Galnet. I just, I'd get on, I'd do my stuff, I'd listen to Galnet, and I enjoyed it. And when it went away, I was not real happy about that. Mm -hmm. That being said, I never got bored with the game. I never felt like I needed to have my hand held and I needed more content. <clears throat> and I guess part of that is because quote unquote MMOs, if, if this can be considered an MMO, which it kind of is, I've never really played too many other MMO live games where they're constantly updated. So to me, the universe was the universe. There was plenty of opportunities of things to do to keep yourself busy, go make money, get your triple elite, build your ships. EGS, you name it. There's all kinds of stuff that I did. 
and I just didn't feel like I needed my hand held. I knew the game wasn't dead. I knew there was stuff coming in the future, and it never really concerned me. It was great that Galnet came back, and I love everything that's been going on since, so it's much better now. But that being said, I don't really know that we have to have constant live content all the time. I think this game is set up so that you don't have to have that all the time. And in regards to the 1.6 billion, that's great for FDev. I love, I'm very happy for their success. And, and Roy, you, you touched on the cynicism and the never play on patch day and all that kind of stuff. And, and I just want to say, don't expect that to go away necessarily. I mean, look at Cyberpunk, for example. How many, oh God. that's not a small company that put that out. And that <clears throat> yeah, but, but and let's you can go through the line. Almost any new game that comes out these days has yes. bugs with it like crazy. Don't, don't, but don't hold up elite to the cyberpunk level because cyberpunk was a shit show of a release look at even triple a gold standard the best of the best with the releases look at wow back in the day of its heyday even wow it the best of the best when a new patch comes out the first week is a shit show of crashes and things going wrong you're going to get i guarantee you're going to get that with odyssey because you get that with every game but that's not a sign that it's a bad game that's just the growing pains of any MMO. So anyone who says, expect Odyssey to be perfect, and if it releases with any problems, it's a failure. That's complete bullshit. MMOs release buggy as fuck and need work in the first couple of weeks. Expect that with Odyssey too, and I'm saying that as someone who expects to love Odyssey. You're absolutely right, Tweaked. Just know that this is a thing that's going to happen. Allow for it. Don't ever, this was the thing I learned from being a WoW player back in the day. Don't take the first week of release off because like, oh, I'm going to take a week off of work and I'm going to just play the game. Half of that week, the servers are going to be down fixing stuff. That's just life. Relax with that. Go ahead. I would also contend that Elite Dangerous is even more complicated. The systems all interact with each other. So when you mess with one system, it messes up other systems. Mm -hmm. It's kind of an interlocked chain that everything's put together. And most other games aren't that complicated. So I would say that FDev has their handful when they do update a, a certain part of this game, how it mm -hmm. affects everything else. And I think they're in a kind of a lone situation. And uh, Star Citizen's not nearly that big. Uh, there's no other game I've played. I've been playing video games since Space Invaders and Pac-Man. I've never played a game this sophisticated with this many systems <laughs> interworking together. And I think people tend to forget that. No, 100%. That That is just going to be the case, and you just have to know that going in. And 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 know that... Uh, how, do, how do I say this? Um, it's not a situation of that's a sign of, oh, well, these guys suck, they can't make a good game. Like, nope. It, MMOs, as you say, Tweak, they are so crazy involved of millions of things touching other millions of things with large groups of players when you make a single player game you can you can not always but you can make a polished thing that is like tested uh and 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 you put it out and it and it runs mmos are always like this and you have two options with mmos you can either be mad when the new thing comes out and it's buggy as shit for the first month or two and needs work or the alternative is you don't get new stuff. And for me, if I have to pick between the two, I'll take buggy as fuck for a month or two and then new shit because that's awesome. 
So, yeah, 100%. Um, all right. I'm going to, we're going to jump things around a little bit here. I never played the plugs before, and I'm going to claim now that that was actually on purpose because I was going to play it now. We're going to move around and play it at all different things, and then we're going to jump into the actual patch cycle and stuff, and we're going to comment on it. So here we go. YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Elite Week and on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Elite Week. If you're watching us on YouTube or Twitch and would like to know how to catch us on our podcast, check out anchor.fm forward slash Elite Week. For sending us your thoughts by email, you can reach us at eliteweek3306 at gmail.com. Our very active and growing Elite Week Discord can be found at tinyurl.com forward slash Elite Week Discord, where you can check out or contribute to community feedback, resources on turning the wheel, and real-time updates about Elite from a variety of content creators. In addition to the Discord community feedback channel, feel free to write in our YouTube comments anything about the topic of the week, as well as anything else you'd like to share. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if you're enjoying the show on YouTube, please make sure to like and subscribe and click on the bell. It really helps us out. On Twitch, a follow would be much appreciated. If you're on Twitter, feel free to follow at EliteWeek3306 for news and information about Elite Dangerous and cool sci-fi and space news. We record live on YouTube every Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 1 a.m. UTC, so come and join in on the fun. If you're listening to us on the podcast, please make sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform you use. And let us know if there's a format you want us to look into. We don't do Patreon, so save your money and just tell your friends about the show. All right, we're back. Let's jump into it. So the elite, the elite patch cycle for 2020, there were sort of a couple of, of big sort of patches. The first was the January 14, 2020 patch. Now, here's what that brought in. The FSS was changed. They had that situation where people were complaining. They're like, oh, there's this delay when I'm scanning it for the point of interest for the geological or the, 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 the biological signal sources. And they were like, okay, well, we're 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 gonna. They did a, a a beta type thing where they said, well, here, try it this way. And the way that they said it, like you basically had to sort of go there and scan it, which was which was worse. And a lot of us were way worried, like, man, that's uh, that's crazy. Uh, and then it, they, what they did was brilliant. They said, well, you could do either or. If you want to do it the old way and wait, you can. And they kind of zippied it up a little bit. Or if you want to go to the place and do it the faster way, you can. Like, you could do either way, which was, I thought, a brilliant thing. Because they put out a beta where they said the fix for the problem was, I think, worse than the problem. And a lot of people were not happy. And then they very smartly took feedback on that and said, well, you could do either or. Now, now you make yourself happy. And I think that was the smartest thing they could do. The other big, another big thing that came from the January 14th, 2020 patch was NPC crews are now on your insurance policy. You, you have the option to get them back. A lot of people overlook that. They forget, but that was a huge thing when it came in. So many people were, were super, super happy. Five new system states were added to the game. Drought, infrastructure failure, natural disaster, public holiday, 
And oh yeah, terrorist attack. That one later in the year plays into the story with the whole NMLA thing. I think that that's super super interesting. We, we'll, let's 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 definitely not lose sight of that. There was a mining nerf in January. It was sort of the second round of a group of mining nerfs uh, in which it was the death of void opals. Void opals were king as of the January 14th, 2020 patch, or January 13th, the void opals were king. And then on the 14th with that patch, that killed void opals. Interestingly, Frontier left low temperature diamonds artificially high. While they nerfed all the other shit, mining-wise, they left LTDs. And I think... They did that on purpose because they knew fleet carriers were coming and they wanted to just sort of like, okay, let's still give people an easy way to make money because we need to, you know, try to sort of help people out because this shit's coming down the pike. Um, and in addition to that, they buffed the dolphin. They buffed, they gave the dolphin heat characteristics, like just a crazy, crazy buff and made it to where dolphin is like a super awesome little, little teeny tiny explorer ship. So that was the January 14th, 2020 patch. That was coming on the heels of the last patch before that, big patch-wise, was the September patch, which was the ARCs and the new player experience patch. And as, yes, as Roy pointed out earlier, that patch was kind of a complete shit show. That broke a massive amount of things in the game for what seemed like a very small like i said earlier a couple minutes ago when you're changing all kinds of major stuff in a good way you're gonna have shit that breaks and that's fine you have to accept that but what we had with the the the, Jan the september patch was a weird worst of both worlds where it broke lots of things in the game and it didn't add a whole hell of a lot for for the for for from the viewpoint of established players it did add a lot on the new player experience but it broke shit for I older players yeah, I, I have something to say on on the September patch. That was one that I was there for, and me too. The 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 big big thing that was really the biggest issue then is that a lot of the things that were broken, and it's been so long now, I can't remember specifics, but it was <laughs> stuff that like the second somebody who actually plays the game had logged in and actually did anything, it's like, oh, this is broke as fuck. I can't. Mm -hmm do this and it's like you notice it within the first minute and a half of of loading yeah, in i remember and some of that was specifics. you couldn't get to the mission board yeah very hard to work bgs <laughs> when you couldn't get to the mission board the mission board glitched out there was weird glitches with combat now the reason for that the reason why everything was screwy and uh, let's not dive too deep into that because that was last that was the year that was 2019 that was before the year that we're focusing on but it was because the changes of arcs because the arc system in the background touches everything everything that you do earns arcs and because of all of that there was a weird problem with the arc system and the implementation of it was such that since it touched everything it fucked up everything but that's all been I, addressed and fixed yeah i i do have one <laughs> praise for that though because if i'm not mistaken and i may be misremembering but that is also when they introduced the error codes that we see now like scarlet crate or those are older sidewinder those have been around are, from before are they that older? yep are you that's positive? been around i'm absolutely positive and the reason why i know that is part of the joke of the orange sidewinder bar that has been a thing for the lave radio crew for like four years now goes back to that you just saw it a lot more because 
<clears throat> yeah. I had never seen seen any of the error codes, but they became a lot more prevalent on the September patches. Just because everything was broke, uh, so you got to see them a lot more. <laughs> but but the main reason I bring it up as a praise, though, is because it showed that they actually took the time when they did all of that integration with ARCs to actually put in uh error codes to catch because without something for us to say hey this is this is what the game told me they miss out frontier on a lot of different opportunities for troubleshooting stuff and to me that was a really big hey uh where we care running where we're creating uh documentation within our code base to make sure that we can fix things moving forward mm-hmm. uh because you know you may see Scarlet Crate and have no idea what the fuck that means, but for a developer, you know, that's control F find search Scarlet Crate and bam, it takes you to every instance of a Scarlet Crate error in the in the code base. Mm-hmm. So just a little bit of praise on that, because that's when, you know, yes, everything was fucked, but it was also apparent that we had all of the uh and the code tracking in. A hundred percent. And how interesting is it that this terrorist attack state was added to the game back in january of 2020 and we're having actual real story big events of terrorism brought into the game you know as of you know Mm -hmm. october november of 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 2020 that much later i think that i find that intriguing myself yeah frontier is very much a a plan ahead kind of company and and what they do and I will say that September patch and all those things that the states that they added and whatnot. I, I think no, that was January because January, my bad. Uh, I think they slowed down a lot of their stuff though, because the community raged face over it. I tend to think that frontier is fairly confident in their release cycle for their plans. And they tend to, I've heard more than once from Frontier, like, yeah, we think people aren't going to like this, but we're doing it anyways because we've got a plan. And I kind of respect that to a certain extent because there needs to be uh, a sort of design um, sort of integrity of, like, we have a plan. It involves these 16 steps. We're going to put them out. And it's a weird place where as a a company, as a consumer company, you, you have to you know, cater to your audience. But to a certain extent, you know, I think WoW fell into the trap of catering to their audience too much and and it led to a dog shit product where I feel like, you know, companies that stick to their guns to a certain or know when. You have to it's a weird art science magic thing where you have to know when to bend to the will of your consumers and when to stick to your guns and to have an integrity to your design philosophy where you're putting out what you're putting out. All right, so that covers the January patch, which was the first of two massive patches that we had. The second massive patch that we had in 2020 was the June fleet carrier update. Now, this patch had two betas. Beta 1 ran from April 7th to April 20th, and in Beta 1, fleet carriers were absolute dog shit and nobody should have bought one, period. It was designed as unhelpfully and as overpriced and as whatever as you could get. And it was a huge question mark. I think that 
they preemptively jacked the prices up on everything just so that they could back down and they preemptively put out as few services as possible so that they could go up because they knew they were going to have a certain amount of salt and they were planning it and that was their design philosophy i personally am not a fan of that philosophy but it's what they went with and the second beta which ran from may 11th to may 26th was much more in line and people by the end of the second beta the 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 vast majority of the community had come around to say like hey man this is actually pretty good um so in the in the patch from from june uh you had fleet carriers were added which brought for the first time to the elite dangerous galaxy the ability for players to trade directly with one another and the abilities for players to store things in addition to a you know sort of movable station in which a player could take all of their belongings and put it in all different kinds of places and have repair and replenishment and all kinds of and and even universal cartographics which leads to some interesting silly weird wonky stuff with people finding stuff in 509 and getting to scan you know uh polaris and all all different kinds of places but it it, it brought forth a new level of sort of things in the galaxy and in addition to that that let's not lose sight of the fact that that brought along with it record numbers of players uh player activity uh you know that that it just jumped up because it gave people a big shiny prize to grind for and guess what spoiler alert mmo players they dig that shit they 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 get off on that shit they'll say that they don't they'll say that they hate it and then they'll get to grinding and you know whatever it also brought with it cqc queuing in game for the first time we've never had that before and and it brought with it that it also brought with it a buff to subsurface deposit missiles the the subsurface deposit mining which had been sort of dog shit for forever got good for the first time for a little while and then went back to being suboptimal it also brought with it the opportunity for players to block any other players. You didn't have to have any reason. You could just block players who you wanted to, which was a huge and interesting and, I think, key design philosophy idea. I'm not saying that I like it or don't like it. I'm I'm staying out of that whole thing, but it's, in, it, it, it's telling that they added that. Um, and also low temperature diamonds and overlapping hotspots both got nerfed at the same time such that it basically killed off ltds as the go-to and returned for a while uh what is it mining painite mining painite was the king again for a while um and it also added tritium to the game which is uh, a, a new mineral which is big and interesting and also for the first time there is a material in the game that is you know gatherable for players and you can trade it to each other for a value it's a, for the first time there's a commodity that players would actually want to trade with each other now subsequently the way that it's played out the prices for tritium are cheap enough and it's it is gatherable easily enough from npc sources that that didn't pan out as of yet as a, as as a as a actual market 
I was thinking and I was saying openly, like, this is going to be the first time we're going to have a real player market. This is going to be like, we're going to have a baby Jetta set up, like for people that play Eve, you know, you have Jita, which is where you go to trade stuff. We're going to have a baby Jita where people are going to be, there's going to be a big, vibrant market, player market of people trading Tritium. It hasn't as of yet materialized it may in the future who knows it did happen but then the cheap supply of buying it uh kind of dwindled when they fixed the bg state effect it started to happen but it didn't really there was an inkling of it but it never it had it needed a little more time to get its feet under itself but i think there was so much salt that they killed it prematurely and i I would love to see changes made such that it comes back. I would love to see more materials and more things added to the game. I would love to see some player production so that we get real player markets of people trading stuff with each other and people doing interesting things for, for dynamic gameplay. And and I just I, I would love to see stuff like that happen. Um, so, yeah, that was... There was that, and then that was followed by the saga of the dot patches, the post-FC dot patches, in which, you know, this is, everything was good, and then everything got a little bit better, and then the third dot three dot patch just fucked the whole game, and, you know, tritium is screwed, and mining is screwed, and everything is this, and everything is that, and then the dot four patch, things got better, but then, like, they broke the pulse wave analyzer and there was a whole sort of roller coaster up and down and up and down of the of the the dot we'll call them the dot patches for the the fc dot patches um so you know that's basically how i see the fleet carrier big big patch beta one was dog shit beta two was way 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 better final product was pretty good dot patches went from good to worse to better to way worse to sort of better but breaking the the pulse wave analyzer that's kind of how i see the whole thing um who wants to hop in first with this uh go ahead go ahead just all in all the addition of fleet carriers into this game has been spectacular it has Mm -hmm. changed the way you can do things in a lot of different facets of this game and and it was a just a great idea by FDev the way they um, implemented it. I think patches they they were what they were like you said they had some issues. But my main takeaway of this actually applies to Odyssey and mm-hmm. the fact that I wasn't around. I, I when I first found Elite Dangerous, Horizons had already been released. Mm-hmm. So this is the first quote unquote beta experience that I saw. And on Xbox, we did. We got both betas on Xbox, so we were able to partake in that. Which leads me to know that there is no reason we can't do the same for Odyssey, mm. yet we have heard nothing about it. Let me just hop in real quick. Didn't I, Xbox wasn't in beta 1, they were in beta 2. Well, that that might be, but mm-hmm. still, we, we had beta access. You did, we you did. We carriers before they were 100, released. 100%, you guys were in the May beta, yeah. And 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 you should absolutely get access to the Odyssey beta that's coming. Absolutely. I'm hoping so, but I have not at this point heard anything about it. But that being said, the fleet carriers were the first real content added into the game that totally changed the way I played the game. Mm. I didn't even rush out to get one at first. I waited for a while to see how everybody else used them, and I just kept seeing one use one person use it this way and another person use them that way and then a third person use them that way and i was like man i gotta have one of these things mm-hmm. so 
for sure. Stuff, stuff for the fleet carriers because they are spectacular. Right on. Roy, hop in on this. Yeah, that was also my first beta, and I enjoyed it. I um, I found and reported some bugs, and they got fixed, and it was cool to see that process work. One thing I've been curious about, though, is some of the lingering... It's not really bugs. It's more like f- features we want, like the fuel transfer one, for example. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if... Uh, is this just not changed because whatever they're going to do with the code refresh or engine overhaul or whatever it's called is going to make it easier after that? Or is it literally that that thing is just way down the list and they're focused on a thousand other things? And I, I hope it doesn't turn into a case where as new things get released, they, they leave these sort of stubs of almost complete ideas um, hanging out there. Other games <laughs> I've played have done that. I hate to break it to you, Roy. I don't think that they've not thought this through. I don't think that they aren't aware that we want this. I think that they've made a decision, and, and, and I could be wrong. This is just a guess on my part. For for better or worse, for right or wrong, I think they've made a decision as a design philosophy that they don't want fleet carriers to be too easy to automate. They don't want... So let's look at what they've left out of fleet carriers. So number one, the whole sales thing on fleet carriers is a shit show. Nobody's there's it's there's no good way to make money or to to use make good use of selling modules and and ships and whatever as a sales as an economic sort of business tool. That's not what yep. they're for. They're good for mining. They're good for storage. They're good for trade of of materials and stuff back and forth for players. But it's just not, and, and and having modules or ships for sale is not a way to make money as much as it is a thing to do so that you have a ship for your friend, a loner or whatever, if they get someplace and they need whatever. But so that 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 whole side of it is disappointing to me, and I, I hope gets looked at and worked, reworked, and, and and gets addressed. But the other side of it that is is sort of weak on fleet carriers is number one fuel transfer and number two sort of plotting and scheduling jumps and there's Mm -hmm. no excuse for those two things to not be there except for the fact that as a design philosophy i think frontier has decided we don't want to make this super super easy where you just put in a list of instructions have your shit all automated and then you know go away for a two-week vacation and come back and boom you're at sag a or you're at um you know, uh, Salome's reach. They, 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 they just want you to have to be there to do this stuff. I think a good compromise would be to let us transfer the fuel, but then just don't give the opportunity to schedule the jumps. I want the opportunity to schedule the jumps, but if they, if, if it's a problem for them, then okay, fine. Give us A, but not B. And then that way still you can't really automate it. Tweak, you had I a thought on. Okay, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Oh, I just just to follow up on that, I would just say that makes perfect sense. Um, it, they could choose to communicate that, you know, that would that would sort of put that to bed, whether people Fair. like it or not. At least we'd know their position. There, tweet. Yeah, well, on that, I agree totally. The, the especially the fuel transfer. I have to get into my Type Nine to transfer fuel into that to therefore transfer it into my fleet carrier where it already came out of. It's kind of silly to me. It's kind of immersion breaking. But their answer in one of those AMAs where it said nothing to tell you at this time about fleet carrier interiors makes me wonder if we don't have a big surprise coming to us all around on fleet carriers at some point. Fingers crossed, maybe. We'll see. All right. So next up, 
we have so that that covers sort of the big patches of the year now let's talk about the next thing which was on october 10th the return of galnet and cgs the galaxy returns to life for me for my money and i know a lot of people are going to disagree but just is my personal opinion that the return of the galaxy coming to life was bigger than odyssey like that is my if i think of all of the things that brought me joy this year in elite dangerous that was bigger than fleet carriers that was bigger than odyssey that was as big as it gets that was the big and 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 i would tie to that the rebalance whole whatever because that's part of this whole sort of current sort of addressing of things and making things live and dynamic and balanced and 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 the current play experience now i'm sure in two months three months i'm going to be talking about how oh my god odyssey is amazing but for right now of all the things that frontier did this year that brought me joy that's the biggest i just 10 out of 10 i love you that's awesome hop in guys yeah, I would I would say it was like throwing a switch. I mean, in terms of going from uh, uh, picking apart things that had happened over a month to see what there was interesting to, I can't even keep up anymore. Like <laughs> it literally was overnight. Suddenly, I'm you know the the horse is galloping and I'm just hanging on. Um, totally different feeling in the game uh, sort of universe when that's happening, and it's it's awesome. Yeah, and um i i don't know if it's i i get your point that it's it's bigger than odyssey i would say it's more like yeah if, of course if they'd launched odyssey that would have the same effect it to me it answered completely the question of you know is this you know what's the what's the outlook on this game for the future how committed are they what kind of resources are they putting into it now it's like well there you go you know, yeah you asked for it here it came now there's more things than you can even keep up with oh and don't get me wrong don't get me wrong. I'm super psyched for Odyssey. O- Odyssey, I'm looking at Odyssey is like, that's a sexy Porsche. That's like just, wow, that's amazing. But all of the other stuff that I just talked about with the Galnet and the CGs and the return and bringing the galaxy feeling back to life and the rebalance, that's a Ferrari. That's like you just even, like if you, you look at it and it's like, well, I could not I could not want anything more than Odyssey. And then you say, oh, well, how about this other stuff too? And you're like... Okay, you broke me. You 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 gave me more than I can get my head around. Thank you. Tweet. Get in on this yeah, love fest. Me, it, it's not even the fact that uh, Galnet is back. It's the way Galnet is back. It, it's the thought and the planning that they put forth in, in bringing us these stories and intertwining them. And, and we're still really just at the beginning of it. It's a two-year epilogue of a story, really. It's It's spectacular the way they're doing it i personally don't think it's bigger than odyssey because i think once odyssey gets here and actually works it's going to enlarge the game it's going to make it multi-dimensional as opposed to just in space i guess fair enough that that being said having galnet to check when i turn my game on again and i'm running my election missions from one station to the other it's so nice and then to see a story that calls back to a story that I remember from a year and a half ago or two years ago or whatever it was. And, and then it's like reading the paper. It's like, Ooh, what's going to happen tomorrow? I can't wait to see where this one goes. Okay. That's yeah. I dig it. I dig it. 
Arson, I'm not letting you get away without hopping in on this one. This is this is to me the big one. Get in on this. Yeah, good. Um, so I, I think my my opinion is that uh, fleet carriers finally coming out, and then Galnet activating, so to speak, and uh, as as was eloquently put, and the way that it is activated, Odyssey to me, I, I feel like that's going to mark the start of Elite. As far as I'm concerned, since 3301, uh, we have basically been, okay, we're pioneers in the sense that we're the first generation of pilots to hit the space waves with the current frameshift drive technology and all that good stuff. But, you know, we have been dramatically controlled by the powers that be and, and lore and what technology we have access to and mm. with odyssey and now well with fleet carriers and now odyssey I, th- I feel like now is when the story is really gonna pick up and and i'm i'm so pumped for it the the whole feeling that was described about being able to log into the game and scroll through the news like i missed that while it was gone um and having that again is is absolutely fantastic. It's definitely been a highlight of of the year in the game for me. Um, but I, I gotta say, fleet carriers have been just as big of a highlight for me because uh, the thing that I have always wanted in Elite more than anything is a nomadic homestead, and they gave it to me. It's hmm. literally from day one. All I wanted to be able to be able to do is be a nomad and and actually be able to do all the different game activities and with fleet carriers that's finally possible i mean don't get me wrong i i i know i might have sounded like i was you know critical of fleet carriers when, when i was talking about it before i love fleet carriers i think they're awesome uh i i am a huge huge fan i was one of the original fans early on in 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 the days of the april uh, beta one where everybody was talking shit on it. I was saying, guys, 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 yes, it's dog shit right now, but everything here is pretty good. It's just that the prices are all out of whack and stuff is weird. They're going to fix it for beta two. They're going to fix it for release. Don't worry. It's going to, I was mm-hmm. the original, whatever. I just, there's, if there's three things I could do, if there, if, well, no, four things I could do with fleet care. The f- number one is take out the entire sales system they have and like go back to the drawing board and address that. That needs to be, there's no reason why I can't get a discount on stuff that I buy in bulk so that I can resell it for the price and make a profit. There's no reason that I can't specifically choose the specific things that I want to sell and the numbers that I want to sell and omit the things that I absolutely do not want to sell because they're not going to sell. There's no reason that I shouldn't be able to resupply from out in the verse somewhere. I should be able to put in a sales order and buy these nine things and even if it says just like when you're in sag a if you ship over a ship it says like well okay it's gonna be a week it's gonna it'll be here and you know whatever eight days okay fine I'll, I'll wait that time if i'm if i'm in the dssa and i'm on the ass end of the galaxy there's no reason why i shouldn't be able to get a resupply and how awesome would it be if that was a player that took that contract and and hauled stuff out there that would be amazing that would be a cool new service that you might even see like 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 the ds or uh like the 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 operation ida or the fuel rats or whatever what if there became a a, a system of space truckers that actually like was a group a player group that would go out and you would put in an order and people would go out and haul stuff out to you but i mean right now 
even if we were to do that as completely sort of immersive uh, player content, there's no way to do it. There's no way. If I were to organize a Discord and get, you know, oh the 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 uh, what do you call it? Just 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 dumped the uh, slideshow. <laughs> uh, if I were to go out there and I were to um, do a, a a thing where like I put together a player group to go out and resupply people's fleet carriers. There's no way for me to do it right now. Like I could sell it to you, like, you know, you could do sales or whatever, like of, of commodities, but you can't put modules loaded onto a fleet carrier. Like there should be, I want them to look at that. And I, and I would very much like for them to change around the whole fuel transfer and the scheduling jumps. But I understand if those two things together, I understand if they're not going to do that, just do the fuel part, not the scheduling part, whatever. Okay. Um, but I'm here, a huge I fan. Them to, here, I just want them to incorporate the uh, squadron public and internal statements into the fleet carrier interface like a news rack. Oh, yeah, for sure. I would love there to be a main page on the fleet carrier with like you could put messages to each other. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say one thing, and th this is not a criticism of Frontier, but one thing is this is kind of a criticism of the the elite community uh, and content creators uh, as a whole. I noticed uh, the sheer amount of negativity over the prices of fleet carriers completely like derailed their actual testing uh, by the community to such a degree that the only thing a vast majority of content creators were doing was just running in being like, okay, I bought my fleet carrier. I docked at it. Cool. This is what I can do with it. And then they just logged off and produced videos about prices and, and raging about it. For beta and one. I, you're right. For beta one. I mean, it still kind of persisted in beta two. I struggled. Like I was actively trying to find people to test with and all kinds of stuff. And I had a lot of trouble with that uh, during that update because uh, there just wasn't a lot of participation because everybody's bitter about the price. Uh, and I elite week covered beta two pretty well. Oh, well. I think I was loose screws at the time. We covered, I covered it really well. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's that's why I found myself on the show instead of <laughs> other places. Fair, fair. <laughs> um, but there, there were some some other places that uh, you know streamers I won't name. Hmm. Um, that you know it's it's just one of those things. It's more just the reason I bring it up is just to remind people that just because you don't like something doesn't devalue it to the point where you should just ignore it especially to, uh, having been here since january 1st 2015 as an elite community member um, the beta processes are by far the period of time which you are able to affect the game's development the most regardless mm -hmm. of who you are mm -hmm. and i just want to take the opportunity to call that out with the fleet carriers update and and say that in the future uh especially when odyssey hits guys get to the beta forums talk about your findings and all of that stuff frontier really does listen during those and beta and it, and when you want to get them to listen here's what you don't do you don't start off your message with you guys suck you're idiots i hope you guys all burn in hell you've ruined the game 
Jesus Christ, I hope your wife leaves you. Because that immediately tells the guy, like, okay, don't listen to this asshat. Like, who's going to listen to people that talk to you like that? Start off with, hey, guys, I love your game. I'm really excited. I'm so happy and and thankful for the opportunity to hop into this beta and to play with this new stuff. Having said that, here's this product, and here's why I don't like it. This is broke because of this. This could work better if you did that. And this over here, I don't know, I don't have an answer for it, but I know it's not fun. If you give them those kind of feedback where you you come from a civil place and supportive place and then call out what's wrong, whether or not, sometimes it's good to call it out and say, here, I don't like this. I would like it better if it did that. That's good because it, it tells them, number one, I'm not happy with A and I would be happy with B. But also other times it's good to just say, I'm not happy with A, and I don't even know what the fix is. I just know I'm not happy. And they can, you know, they're smart guys and they're in the business. So, you know, if you have an, an actual fix, okay, that lets, that gives them additional feedback of saying like, okay, we have this, 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 this sort of alternative. Why, like, and maybe there's a reason on their end why they're not going to do that because there's stuff you don't know, but maybe they're, maybe they look at that and go, Okay, well, a lot of people seem to vote up on that idea. Let's look at it. Well, we can, yeah, we could do it. Or maybe they can't. But if you just say, I'm not happy with this bit. And and not only tell them that you're not happy, but tell them why you're not happy. I'm not happy with this. It feels punishing because of whatever. There's things they can do to make changes to, to, to affect those changes. So 100%. And I'm going to let you guys in on a little sort of a thought process I have. If you look at the wording of the pre-sale whatever uh, pre-order thing that they had it said on there that it would have something about access to the alpha and the beta i'm this is my guess this is not insider information uh this is not anything that i'm not allowed to discuss that i know officially but this is just my guess just using logic I think when they say access to alpha and beta, I think what we're going to see is, quote, sort of multiple betas, right, of of Odyssey. I think the first beta we're going to see of Odyssey is going to be just the pre-order people. And that's their way of sort of putting out a beta that has less people in there so that they can kind of try to address some of the things. And like, okay, let's get the mechanisms right with instead of having you know 400,000 people hop on this bitch let's see if we can get you know 150,000 people you know whatever a smaller a much smaller number hop in and play with the mechanisms and get the mechanisms where we want them right and then after that maybe wait a month or or 3 weeks or something and then you do beta two, or or maybe you do alpha, alpha one and two, or whatever of just the smaller number of people playing with the mechanisms to dial that in where they want it. And then after that, separated by a little bit of time, then they have the beta, which is everybody's free. Come on in, let's crash this bitch and like figure out what now that we got the shit dialed in where we want it now let's check the server stability issues and the sort of inter server meshing or or caching of whatever that shit is like let's get that part sort of solid what do you guys think on that 
I sure hope so. Um, seems seems logical and a, and a good way to do it. I guess we'll see. Arson. I very much think that that's that's their their game plan. It, it was made clear that because one of the things that that I'll have to say as somebody who purchased Alep back in the day, uh, when we hit uh, a, what a year or two or more there where patches weren't being beta tested, I was extremely bitter about it because I bought Alep for beta access so that I could contribute, and then they, you know, did like one major patch after the Alep purchase where it actually gave me the beta access, and then it was like, boom, no more, no more betas. Well, like, okay, they're back, up? but they're back, but they and they back. said they, they said Lep uh, Lep is in, so yeah. And 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 like I said though, going back to what I said in the last little section there, they the betas are the time to get in and. I, the fact that we have two betas confirmed or two test periods of confirmed for Odyssey minimum, uh, yeah, minimum is is fantastic. I hope that they take the testing seriously. Um, I I know that I personally, when Odyssey comes out, I will be thoroughly working it over and giving feedback to Frontier because uh, this is the best thing that can potentially happen to. MMO gaming, in my opinion. Absolutely. All right. Tweet. I think that makes sense. And maybe that plays into the reason we can't pre order on console yet. Maybe we're not going to get access until the second beta to try to break everything. All I know is if they truly want us to test it and want, want people to try to find the issue so they can, no pun intended, tweak things down the line and get it working before release, then. Release it to everybody because there's a lot of us out here on console that are starving to get our hands on this. I think I think we're going to see very, 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 very soon, as in next two weeks. I think we're going to see news on the console side of of that stuff. I think it's going to be <clears throat> very, very much set up and, and and it may very much be because i know it's sort of hard it's sort of like awkward and weird and hard to get beta set up on the consoles like there's extra steps you have to do where it's easier to set up betas for computers um so it may be that like the, the that the console side players get less betas than the pc side players but i think absolutely console players in addition to pc players will get some beta access like everyone will, that, I think. That may be the case, but if I were FDev, I'd want to be careful about it because I've seen a shift in the console community where a lot of people, for some reason, are under the impression that Odyssey's not going to be available on console, which we know is false. We know it's coming on console. But because these people have seen pre-order now on PC, but not on anything else, in their mind, that means it's not coming to console. So it's kind of putting the wrong... Mm-hmm. I think they'll address it soon. Out there, I think. So. Yeah, I think they'll address it soon. And you're absolutely right. We know for a fact that's not the case. They've said it clearly. But yes, people jump to conclusions and whatever. So yeah, I, I think we're going to see that soon. I will address sort of a, as a last thing from my end on, on tonight. I want to say that um, I, I clearly, I, 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 I'm not confident anymore with my previous uh time frame uh expectations for for uh uh odyssey release um 
it's we're it's we're too it's too far it's too too close to end of January for them to I think properly implement multiple rounds of betas and all of the things or whatever. So I'm I'm letting go of that and I'm just gonna ride. I'm not even gonna make uh, predictions anymore on that. I'm just gonna ride the wave and it comes as it comes. Um, <clears throat> the 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 big. Um, Sort of the big thing that that I want them to do. We we've seen issues with regard to sort of the the, the uh, cyberpunk release. Um, yes, I know when they release Odyssey, it's going to be buggy as shit. We all know that because it's an MMO. But there's buggy as shit versus like you know shit show. Uh, you know, sort of no man's sky release no man's sky was maybe one of the worst releases in the history of time now subsequently they've come back they've come back hard and they've put out a really good game over two years plus of working on it whatever but the launch of it was an absolute train wreck and they got so much hate from their community um and so like I don't want them to go the Star Citizen route of saying we'll get you Odyssey sometime in you know 2025, but I don't want them to go the push it out before it's done route either. So I'm just I'm easing off the stick on that one, and I'm just gonna let Jesus take the wheel. It comes when it comes, and we'll we'll get news as we do, and we'll we'll see how how that that plays. But um, yeah, I want to see the betas. I want to see new stuff, and I I think. Now that we have crossed over into 3307 tweaked, I think you're going to be getting news quickly on, on, on the, on the, on the, you know, console side of things. And I think we're all going to see some more sort of <clears throat> concrete dates for, I think we're, we're not far off from getting a release date, from getting beta dates, from getting more details of all of the, Roadmap from here on, and, I, and you know we'll, we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, I do need to just just let everybody know again. Arson is still on the show. He's still going to be on the show from now on, but he's going to be because of IRL sort of things. He's going to be available for like half the shows or whatever, and he's always always welcome when he's here. But just uh, you know. It's it's one of those situations where real life has to come first. He's still family. He's always there. He'll always be in the Discord. He'll always be whatever, but he won't necessarily be on air for every show just because of of whatever. So I want to give a big salute to Arson. Thank you so much for everything that you've done the entire time on this show. Stuff from the tech side, stuff from helping out the Discord, stuff from just being one of the panel one of you know you're one of my guys man you're you're one of the the main crew and your insights and your input and and having you on the show is always awesome so i want to thank you for that thank you thank you it's been a ride and the ride's not over it's just not every week so yeah all right guys um i want you guys to hop in on feedback as far as the new format of the show, the ideas, the possible ideas of, you know, having a uh, calling all commanders section where people can hop in and talk for a little bit and whatever. Um, we're, we're aiming on having um, sort of um, 90 minute, you know, shows an hour to 90 minute um, on the long end, two hours, but you know, whatever, we're going to trim stuff down and we're going to kind of try to give you a more 
talking about elite product that is a little more streamlined and doesn't take up quite so much of your day. Um, so on everything, tweaked, hop in on stuff from the past, stuff going forward. Give us a, a minute or two wrap up on your thoughts of 2020 and, and stuff to come. Well, I think I've said before that all bugs and everything that's gone wrong in the game, which has been minimal, they're, they're really, with the exception of a few weeks there, there was nothing that broke the game to where you couldn't play it. So with Galnet coming back, with Fleet Carriers coming out, and now Odyssey right around the corner, it's been a great ride, and I can't wait to see where this is going. Personally, mm. on a personal note, Open Pilots Initiative, the squadron that I'm a part of, that we've run, have been in-game almost a full year now. And I just want to take a minute to say how proud I am of everybody in the squadron. We're almost 100 people strong now. We're crossing over onto the PC side. We're in 13 systems. We have all of our material traders that we wanted. Our, our expansion blueprint is pretty much complete. So it's been a, a fun year for Opix in that regard, too. So very excited. Love Elite Dangerous. Love the direction it's going and couldn't be more excited right on huge salute to the opix boys roy uh i've really enjoyed overall the direction things went in uh in 3306 uh like i said it was a whirlwind when i started and uh i got through that early whirlwind or early whirlwind just in time for the the actual game to take off like a galloping horse so all good stuff uh, still super excited for, for everything that's coming and uh, all these intertwining storylines. And um, yeah, more to, more to do than I have time for, and I'm, I'm happy with it all. Um, it, I, I would also like to just echo a uh, big salute to uh, big, big salute to Arson for all the work he's done up until this point uh, with the level, not just the, the great commentary and, and perspective, having been a longer term player. Um, but also the sort of professionalism and quality uh, he's brought to the production level of, of the show. So we'll, we'll uh, aspire to, uh, to, to keep that, keep that level. Right on. Absolutely. I'd be remiss if I didn't say that Arson, you'll be missed on the show. I'm glad you're going to be on occasionally and, and stay in touch, man. So yeah, my, my, my sort of thing that I'm going to say from, from this year, I've had an awesome time in elite in the last week, I've taken a vacation from Elite and played almost exclusively Star Citizen, and I've been having so much fun with it. Uh, I ended that sort of Star Citizen vacation, uh, um, you know, yesterday, uh, or no, today, rather, uh, and, and hopped back into Elite. And let me tell you something. I've had so much fun in Star Citizen. There's cool stuff. It's neat. It's an interesting sort of thing. But playing Star Citizen for you know like five six days straight uh makes me uh enjoy the stability and the like so many aspects of elite where it's like oh this is nice i've i'm, I'm coming home now it feels good um it was great it was a neat thing to do while sort of we were having this sort of little break in 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 elite and it was it was fun for me but um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I I super super appreciate it. as a guy who uh, this morning loaded up a, a caterpillar with 1.8 million credits of Laranite, took off 
and about a minute into my flight had the game crash on me which then just deleted all of my money uh yeah i i oh man do i love elite uh so yeah it's it's uh, now don't get me wrong star citizen super super fun as a tech demo and i strongly encourage and if you're interested go to the discord go to the star citizen channel there's a code where you can get like if you use my referral code you get like five thousand dollars in space bucks and a free space motorcycle to start yourself off and that's cool and it's fun and We'll go in there, and I'm still going to play that here and there to have fun with because I love, like, walking around in my ship and doing the weird shit that you can do, you know, mining. I, the one the, the one big oof from Odyssey for me is you can't mine on planet side or on, on hand. And going around in caves mining with my hand laser uh, for, for little diamonds and shit has been super fun. And going around in my rock, driving around in my little mining SRV and mining, super, super fun. And I think that... Frontier will end up adding that stuff to Elite uh, eventually just because it's in No Man's Sky, it's in Star Citizen. I think those are the sort of the big three on space games. And I think that if there's anything that one adds, the others will eventually get to it. You know, No Man's Sky added mechs, you know, whatever, four or five months ago. Star Citizen is adding mechs, Titan suits, you know, in like March. I think Elite will end up, just give it time, Elite will add mechs. I guarantee you, with Odyssey, Elite will add mechs eventually. And, you know, it's, it's one of those deals. But it, 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 it for, for all of the fun that Star Citizen is, it, it really makes me appreciate so many of the design ideas and philosophies that, that Frontier put into Elite. Because as far as I'm concerned, Elite is the gold standard of the overall product. That's just my personal whatever. And now I'm going to let arson take over for the final words because this is his last in the string of regular shows he'll still be here like every other week but arson give me your thoughts on 2020 on anything that's been said tonight on stuff going with the show in the future odyssey whatever so i i have to say frontier have ended 2020 on perhaps the strongest note that they have ended a year on with elite dangerous um i i've got to say uh you know 2019 there was a lot of a lot of bitter vet uh sap dripping off trees uh <laughs> that you could read everywhere uh and i've got to say frontier they read our shit they read our cries our whines our complaints and whatnot and you know they, they had that period where they're like okay we're gonna step back and we're just gonna take care of the shit and then we're gonna we're gonna roll from there and they did it and not only did they do it they came back and they hit it at 100 like 100 straightforward like out the gate and they kept hitting it and then they kept hitting it and then they went from 100 to 200 and 200 to 300 and so on and so forth you know i could go on all day about it but you know some of the biggest highlights you know galnet coming back not just coming back but also having a clear plan for two years bring in new cms um you know i don't didn't really have any problems with our old cms um but the cms that are in now and the direction the cm team and and the allowances that frontier has been giving them have been some of the best things that frontier has done for the community as a whole mm -hmm. um it's just it's fantastic i've i've really got to salute them um 
I am just as happy and mystified by the game and the mystique of the storyline as I was back in 2015. Uh, you know, that that drought is is over. And of course, with Odyssey coming up, uh, I can't help but feel like we're only just beginning. And if we're only just beginning and the last five, six years have been so freaking wonderful, we're in for a treat. Right on. Say goodnight to the beautiful people, Arson. Good night, beautiful people. No more Roy, fires. Roy, say goodnight. Fly casual, stay dangerous. Tweet. Hope you enjoyed the show, everybody. Nanu, nanu. And uh, get ready, because 3307 is going to be a fun one. <laughs> nanu, nanu. And don't forget, our boys are back in town. <laughs> See you next week, people. Love you all. And if you're an engineer, get a hold of me. Take over this shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She was a fast machine.